cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to another amazing episode. <laughs> episode, so funny that I call it episode. The thing is, I'm busy shooting a new entrepreneurial show, so I'm used to this episode vibe. But welcome to another beautiful show, um, 360biz. Um, my boy Debojo is my co-host. Debojo is not in today. I mean, he's out, you know, he's an entrepreneur. This is an entrepreneurial show after all. But I've got two amazing guests um, in studio today um, that are just going to be shedding light on the different pro financial programs that they uh, get up to and they offer, I mean, to the general public and also to entrepreneurs. Because, I mean, one clear thing that we know is that finance is one of the most critical and crucial things um, with regards to building a business and building a sustainable business because you need finance to both fund the growth of your business and also to be able to turn around quotes and turn around orders that are there. And, I mean, the one true thing that we all know is that cash flow is sanity more than anything so i mean profits i I forgot how the saying goes i think profit is vanity i think these financial experts who are in studio can shed more light with regards to that conversation i mean we've got uh, an amazing gentleman here from uh, cyber i'd like to give him the opportunity now for him to just uh, introduce himself and greet the listeners out there the chief executive of South African Institute of Professional Accountants. You know, I almost made a mistake. <laughs> when I read it, and, and when I read it, I thought it was coca. I wouldn't get no. a twang. No, that's an American version. <laughs> I'm African. <laughs> no, it's very nice to me. It's yes. very nice to host you, sir, um, in the studio today. Thank you. Uh, oh, tell me, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, man. Good. Just uh, my name is uh, Mohammed. And I'm a CEO of Makanda Finance. Mohammed. Yes. It's such an interesting name because, I mean, uh, as much as I know, all the Mohammeds I know definitely, yeah. definitely are watching their money like no one's business. <laughs> so it's definitely, I mean, just, you know, just to break the ice a little bit, just, you know, tell us, Makanda, why, why, why the name Makanda more than anything? Finance. Makanda is my grandfather's name and the Makanda has a meaning as well. It means big. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, what do you guys typically do here? Basically, a, a, what we do is that we issue loans, we issue payday loans. So you can loan from us and everything, you can do it on our website. You don't have to come to our office. So everything that's online, you can, we have clients everywhere in the country. So, Mr. Bongani, like, what is Cyper? You know, it's such a cool name. I mean, you've got such a cool surname as well. I just need to add. As Thank well. you. <laughs> it acts as a double plug for us who like to twang and I want to know and I want But I mean, what do you guys do? What is Saipa? Saipa is indicated on is South African Institute of Professional Accountant. We are one of the leading accountancy institutes with more than 11,000 members and our vision being to become the professional accountancy organization of choice. We want to ensure that our members get value and they stand out. So, I mean, you know, when you talk about, and I mean, when you talk about um, having, being one of the biggest um, account uh, thing, um, accountants, um, uh, organization or rather association, um, I mean, how many, how many of these accountants are entrepreneurs according to your uh, head figure? How many of them are entrepreneurs and some, how many of them are employed elsewhere? Uh, we, the total membership of 11,000. I would say that a significant portion, around 70%, are entrepreneurs. They go out there and assist members in ensuring that they use our expertise in terms of preparing financial statements and they can understand how their businesses are run. 
So, you know, one of the things that you touched on was um, professional accountants. I mean, in my in my layman head here, I mean, all I know is that an accountant is an accountant is an accountant. Yes. I mean, could you just maybe elaborate a little bit on that? I mean, in terms of the professional accountant essay, like what's the, what's the difference? Yes, professional accountant essay is our designation as SAIPA. And uh, we are more than just bean counters. The kind of services we are providing is more than just preparation of financial statements. Our professional accountant is a business advisor. So over and above preparing financial statement, they advise. They tell you about how you should be running your business, things you are getting right, where you are battling. We are also able to assist an entrepreneur in terms of saying this is the kind of business plan you should be having in place. This is the kind of revenue streams that are generating the most profits. We assist them in controlling their costs because the whole idea of having a business is to make profits. We also advise them on how they can go about increasing their revenue. And as accountants, we're also equipped with tax knowledge. So we're able to provide tax advice and indicate to them how they can run their business in a more tax-efficient manner. So, I mean, um, uh, you know, one, one of the things that people would complain about from time to time, especially with micro lending, is interest. And I think one of the questions I have in my head is, I mean, is, are interest regulated or do you determine what they, what they are for the different loan amounts that you're putting out there? On our side, the interest rate, they are regulated with NCR and as well we are registered with the MFSB as well. Because we do investment as well, so we have to follow. We cannot just choose whatever the interest that we we want. We we have to follow what the NCR is is required. And I mean, I mean, in terms of interest as well. I mean, because you're an entrepreneur, obviously you're trying to be as profitable as possible with the different um, products that you loan products that you have out there. I mean, how how high can you go in terms of percentage in this particular space? Because I mean, I've heard of guys. I mean, we once we had a gentleman here a few weeks ago who spoke about he knew someone in that space. I mean, he was pushing up to sixty, seventy percent in terms of interest because what he was saying 60%. was that yeah, what he was saying was wow. I mean, he was telling us an uneducated people. And what he was saying is that because of the fact that it's not as regulated, that kind of stuff, and it's a supply and demand, maybe elaborate, educate us, because I you see, I think it threw us. I think on my side, if you're not really following the law, it says you, eventually you're going to end up to get into trouble. Because on our side, we have to follow the law, what exactly the law is saying. If you're not, for, for me, I think if you're not reading to, if you're not seeing the bigger picture of what you want to, if you want to build a, your business to go big, you need to follow the law. If you're not looking to grow your business that big, and then... I think that's how you're going to follow it. But I think you have to follow the law. And I mean, you know, and, and then I mean, in terms of percentage, I mean, how high can one really go in terms of loanable I amounts? think uh, we are doing payday lending. Maximum it's a 5%. But of course, there's a service fee, there's initiation fee that if you have to round it off can go up to 20% to 23%. So, I mean, it's the second time now you're speaking about uh, the payday lending. Please educate educate some, me and some of the listeners out okay, there. Okay, payday lending means that you take a loan today, you pay your loan when you pay, when you get your salary. Oh, okay. So it's a once-off loan. It's oh, not a long-term loan. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's a payday. And loan. then, I mean, I mean, have you guys found um, entrepreneurs flocking to 
Because, I mean, entrepreneurs predominantly, some of them, we don't even have pay slips to a certain degree, especially the startups and some so SMMEs. Yeah. And, I mean, have you had entrepreneurs coming to you or have you guys maybe, so that, yes. do you guys have a secret product somewhere where you know this is for entrepreneurs? Correct. Yes, we do have that. We have uh, we have another product that we help the youth because we know that they are really trying to start something, but they don't have any pay sleep, any of those requirements. That So what we do is that we look, we really look on their business model and then after we advise them on what we can actually start helping them on. Nice. So, Mr. Bongani, you know, uh, in every single sector in, in, in business, they challenges. With the, some of the SMME accountants, which are on your, which which are part of your organization, what what are some of the challenges that you know of that they come across? Because I mean, we as entrepreneurs as well can get very difficult, whether it be payments or understanding of income statements and balance sheets. What are some of the challenges that you have found on the ground? Yes, I'll start by. Even before going to those that they, uh, they encounter around accounting issues, I'll touch upon a research that has been made over time, which indicates that one of the key challenges facing our SMME is a cash flow issue, access to finance, access to market and competencies that are required to run the businesses that they are running. You find that some of them don't even have the business competencies, and hence they struggle and end up failing. Yeah. And then, I mean, do you find that, I mean, with, with, I mean, you spoke about, you know, um, your particular organization or the accountants in that organization don't just do your books, but they also then give you financial advice. Do you find that you, you guys spend more time offering financial advice or rather financial education because of this particular problem? Yes, that's the value part because financial statements are telling a story. So we want a business owner to understand the story behind their business so that they can run their business better. So, I mean, do you know, who, who is Cyper open to? I mean, can any accountant out there um, just call you guys up who's got some, anyone who owns an accounting company or anyone who's an accountant just join the association or what are the certain credentials that one needs to have? Yes, if you have an accounting background and you are at a book, keeper level, we can help in accrediting you as an accounting technician. On the other hand, if you have the relevant practical experience plus a become accounting uh, qualification from accredited institution, we can assist you to go through our board exam to qualify as an accountant. Oh, okay. And then, I mean, this, 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 this particular assistance, I mean, would it come at a cost or is it as part of the membership? Uh, there are two options. One is when, where you can pay, pay the full amount of the training as well as certification. And on the other hand, we have partnered with Facet. Facet uh, is looking at the transformation of the finance sector particularly with us with regard to ensuring that we have more black accountants because what is worrying is that 22 years into democracy, uh, the accountants that we have and that are black are not representative of the de- demographics. So FACET funds our training of the black students. They also fund their traveling as well as examination yeah and then i mean what are some of, and, and and i mean what are some of the common mistakes that i mean you guys come across with with regards to smmes managing their finance internally yeah the problem is that there's always a confusion i think you touched upon that earlier and on cash being king at times they confuse profitability with money they have in the bank and then the other 
instances you find that they confuse gross income with net profit. So it's very important that even as a professional accountant that you properly educate the owner of the business to interpret the numbers properly and make the appropriate decisions. And then, I mean, Mohammed, man, yes. you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, we're talking about financial literacy here, being able to understand income statements and balance sheets. I want to put you in the spotlight. Do you understand some of these <laughs> terms? That no, I do. I do understand. And what you, what you said, actually, they're very important. Sometimes people get confused of what they are receiving as a turnover monthly. They actually, because that's not their money. Their money is what they are making as profit. Because an example, if I'm going to loan a person maybe 1000 and the, ret- the repayment is 1200 the 200 that's my money. The 1000 is not my money because if I eat that money, I'm killing the business. So what he's talking actually makes sense. So, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here curious, obviously, you know, thinking to myself, of all the different businesses that you could have gone into, yeah. why this particular um, sector. Okay, let me tell you a bit of a story. Should I? Free, what happened is that in 2010, I remember I was I was still in school in my first year in a, in college. So I was going. I think I was walking down the street with my brother, and then my brother told me that I used to do back in high school. I used to do small business like selling sweets and stuff like that. So he told me this idea is like, okay, Mo, why don't you start a business of lending people money. This was 2010 before the World Cup. It was May. So he, when he told me that, I didn't have any money. So actually, I had a friend of mine who borrowed me about 1500 So that's how I started the business. So there was a need, and I started the business. Thereafter, the business grew, and then, yeah. And then, I mean, what, what have you done really from that initial need that you saw to equip yourself as an entrepreneur so that you, are, you build a formidable and fortified business? I think right now is that what I can say is that uh, the business has grown very big compared to where it started to up to now. So I think also in terms of challenge, the challenges are, are different compared to the way it was before and the way it is now. Yeah. You know, I just want to, you know, probe some of the challenge. What are some of the challenges that you are facing as a growing enterprise? Because I know some of the challenges that I'm going through, of which I'll share with you as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur myself. Yeah. Okay, on our side, as Makanda Finance is growing, the challenge that we face, because I believe that as a running company and as an entrepreneur, every year there are different challenges. And every year they get bigger, bigger as the company grows. If, if you don't get challenged in your business, it means that your business has stopped growing. So what happened is that the challenge that we're facing right now is growth. There's so much growth in a way that we cannot keep up. So the growth has grown so much because if you have to... If I have to just say the number, last year it was about maybe three, five, ten over. Right now it's, we're talking about seven to eight million rand. So it's way big compared to last year. So the numbers has grown too big, way responsibilities. So yeah, I think. So I mean, you know, in, and I think in one of the, in one, I think on your website or somewhere, we were reading there that uh, you guys can, that you can invest from uh, a minimum of amount of about a hundred rand a month via debit order. I mean, w- w- what is that particular option about? Okay. How 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 we came with that product because the company started with one thousand five hundred, okay. So the demand grew. So what I needed is that try to approach government institution and stuff like that. Government are not really interested to help this kind of business or any other business that I know of. So what happened is that what I did was I had to think, sit down and think and come with up with an idea that can help the business to grow. So. What I did was, I remember by then, is that I had to approach anyone because anyone can afford a 100 rand a month. So I tell them that, okay, invest in me, and then I give you back with interest. So the, the product has grown in a way that now that's what's 
it's picking up the business on a monthly basis, yes. So, I mean, this particular investment, I mean, what, what, what would possibly be the returns of such an investment or the investment period? Right now, I remember back in the days it was way high interest, but right now we have actually checked what uh, the law is, is allowing us to, to give as interest. So right now we're talking about, uh, if I could check, I remember it was about 1.2 interest per month. So if you're going to invest with us, maybe let's say 100 rand, you get at the end of the uh, the month about 1 rand and 20 cents. That's 1.2. You know, very interesting. Eh? Very yeah. interesting. I might take you up on that. Mr. Bongan, I want to ask you something. Yes. Um, there's a lot of financial schemes floating around, and I think the I, th- I think I think one of the ones that are out there right now is the MTN financial scheme. Yes. And I mean, being an individual, not to then say that you advise on shares, but I mean, what's your initial perception? I mean, I'll, I'll throw this your way as well. What's your initial perception about um, entrepreneurs? Because I've heard a few entrepreneurs talking about that could be a great opportunity and all this stuff, but they haven't really vetted it. Across, you know, experienced individuals who are seasoned. I'm um, speaking about, I think, the Zakela Futi um, shares. I mean, yes, share scheme. Yes, yes. W- w- do you have any thoughts about that? Do you know anything about that? Yes, I do. Uh, what you need to do is that uh, when you consider investing, one of the things you need to do is to look at the returns in relation to a risk. So, if at all uh, the finding is coming from a reputable institution like MTN, then you can trust that whatever you invest today, you will be able to get your return in future. But there's also those instances where uh, you get such a, what looks like a very attractive option, only to find that uh, that scheme collapses in few months' time. So in when you invest, look at the returns and look at the security of your investment. So, Mr. Bongani, I mean, were you always uh, uh, an individual who, who who loved accounting? You know, did you spend your days and holiday school holidays <laughs> counting money and saving piggy banks? I mean, how did you find this particular passion? Yes, I think it found me. I didn't find it. <laughs> it was by pure accident. I did natural sciences in high school. My ambition was to become a lecturer in uh, physical science. But a year later, I found myself working in an environment where I was asked to be an internal auditor. So I realized that I'm at home with numbers doing the reconciliation. And I also realized that there's more to accounting than just preparing the financial statement. It can assist you to be a business advisor. And also the fact that accounting is one of those SCAR skills. So if you look at a Department of Education document on SCAR skills, it features high there. And there are subcategories. Are you serious? Yes, certainly. It's one of the risk skills. What I also like with the profession itself is the fact that uh, economies that has got high number of accountants are economies that are doing well because people who are running businesses are able to rely on the sound advice that they are getting in terms of where the business is, is going, what challenges is it having. Because when you have an accountant, it, uh, it does not only tell you about the profit, but it can advise you on the form of finan- financing your organization. It can advise you on the cash flow. It can tell you uh, how to price your products because at times you make losses because you are not costing your product properly. It can also assist you in terms of uh, expense management, how you can bring your expenses down, and can also look at, uh, compare your organization 
with other organizations because being in the profession also allows you to gain access to benchmarks so your organization can be benchmarked against other organizations. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, um, one of the things that I want to pose out there, how important is it, not just for entrepreneurs, but as as individuals for us to invest our money? Uh, There are two ways. I think maybe you've probably read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) (laughs) So we can choose to spend all our lives chasing money or we can start investing early so that money can work for us. And I think a wise man would opt for money working for us. So we need to properly educate our people, not just to be consumers, but to invest early and wisely. And then uh, they will benefit those rewards later. So, I mean, Mohammed, I mean, in terms of the maximum amount that you guys offer is 10,000, right? No, we have gone down right now. Okay. It's up to 3,000 rent. Oh, it's up to 3,000 rand. Yes. And I mean, are there, are there any circumstances whereby you would give anything more than that? Or is it just a fixed 3,000? 3,000, it's a fixed. And then, uh, but, uh, we have other, as you said, uh, we have other young entrepreneurs who need maybe about 10, 15,000 15, rand or 20,000. We, we do look into that sometimes, yes. And then, I mean, where, as opposed to, you know, your bank, where they would have, um, product, um, uh, thing, supporting products like your credit life and all that stuff in the event that the individual is no longer no more. Do you guys have, um, those kind of products to assist the individual with repayment of the debt should they be incapacitated? Yes, for now we do have that. So usually what happens is that if any any loan that is taken out, there's an insurance there. So if uh, a person or deceased or whatsoever, they, they, the insurance pays us back the money. Yeah. Oh, but now is this now an additional cost or is it already worked into the already um, interest rate? I think it's it's an additional cost, but it's a very small percent. It's like 1% on oh, the total okay. amount. And then, I mean, you know, just, I mean, I think that one of the things that really differentiates us before we go, I mean, onto a quick ad break, but I mean, one of the things that really differentiates us is being able to stand out in crowded spaces. But I mean, you know, with all the financial institutions that are out there, what makes Makanda different? I think what makes Makanda different, like, uh, I can say about what I've realized for seven years running at Makanda Finance, what I've realized is that what's actually important, especially t- teaching our black youth, and uh, like people in the location is that about investment, like what uh, my friend here say about investment. Investment is very important. So what's, that's what makes Makanda Finance actually unique. It's, it's teaching the youth and anyone in the, whoever that is teaching them about investment because uh, anyone can be an, an investor. As long as you, you can make a hundred rand in a month, you can be an investor. Is any amount, you can be an investor. Yeah. So I mean, you and, know, uh, sorry, just another yeah, thing to yeah, add yeah, is yeah, that yeah, add, add, yeah. you say that what makes Makanda different as well. On our side, what makes Makanda different, just to add, is that uh, when online microfinance, you don't have to come to our office. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't have to come to our office. You can sit right here and apply with your cell phone. And then, I mean, wait, hold up. Who does the vetting then? Is it We automated? have departments in the office. Oh, wow. So when you do that, when you go to our website, maybe you want to apply for a loan. You apply and then thereafter you're going to receive as a new client, you're going to receive a water document that we require. And then when, once you send, when you send them as those documents, we put them in the system and then the system will actually advise us whether you're a good client, how many judgments you have, if you're under debt review. So it actually advises us on how, how much you should qualify for. Yeah. You know, 
there's something you said, Mr. Bongani, I mean, and which, which really startled me. With so much finances moving around and us purchasing and exchanging monies all over the, all over the floor and all over the different, uh, uh, spaces, work, home, business and whatever. I would assume that accounting would be one of what would be one of the sectors that would be flooded by people that are storming to that particular place. I mean, what according to you is, 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 is making it a scarce, um, sector? Yeah, I, th- I have read the document issued by Department of Higher Education that indicates what the challenges are in terms of getting the right number of accountants. One of them, which is a serious constraint, is math skills. Mm. We need to ensure that uh, at an early stage, our brothers and sisters appreciate the importance of mathematics, not maths literacy. So we need to get as many of them to pass maths so that they can go into science stream as well as become accountants. The second one is the issue of funding, and I will not go deeper into that because it's evident with the fees must fall (laughs) that one of the key challenges affecting uh, a number of learners from entering into these tertiary institutions is the issue of funding. Mm. So if we can deal with the issue of funding and deal with the issue of maths and then also work harder as a professional organization in terms of going to high schools and then sensitizing the learners about the importance of maths and the importance of accounting as a profession. So, oh wow. So join us after the break. So we're going to continue the discussion. Join us after the break as we chat to Mohammed and listen, Makanda Finance is online right now at a click of a button. You guys can get whatever loan that you want, but the limits of the cap there is 3000 Rand. And I mean, like Mr. Bongani said, and I'd like to reiterate, it's not math literacy. It's math that you need to be studying. Join us after the break. Thank you. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. Not everyone who likes cars is a petrol head. Some of us prefer the unmotoring side of cars. Yet we all spend so much time in these machines that they have become an extension of our personalities and reflect quite a bit about who we are and where we are in our life stages. On Auto Central, we understand this. Make sure you're up to speed with all things motoring by tuning into Auto Central every Monday morning at 9 a.m. just after the Gareth Cliff Show or download the podcast on autotrader.co.za. Auto Central, motoring's biggest power. Power, powered by Auto 360 Biz. You see, I got that, I got that, I got that voice. You know that thing. You see, have you ever seen that meme? That uh, honourable Mr. Saudi meme. That thing. <laughs> Everyone knows about that. So I mean, I think that you know, as part of having that thing, I mean, as a growing, uh, as an organisation as big as Cyper is. Uh, what, I mean, is, is an understanding. What are some of the affiliates that you guys have and what is the importance of some of those affiliation? Yes. So when we call you a professional with accreditation given by SAIC, you want to know what that means. What's the value thereof? So what is important to know about SAIPA, that it's one of the two accounting bodies in the country that are compliant with the uh, International Federation of Accountants. Of accountants. So our qualification is at an international level. Last week, for an instance, I had an opportunity to meet our counterparts at international level where we were able to exchange expertise, best practices. So what we have, we are able to share with our members. And we also belong to a body known as Pan-African, Feder- Pan-African Federation of Accountants, which is a continental body which strives to ensure that every economy 
within Africa as a professional body, and that eventually every professional body is IFAC compliant so that we can keep those high standards. As said earlier on, there's a study that shows that economies that has high number of accountants thrive because of one simple thing, that uh, accounting is about measurement. So you cannot influence or control what you do not measure. Hmm. That's very powerful. And I mean, you know, one one of the clear things that are out there is that, and I picked this up from quite a few entrepreneurs, is that SARS regulations keep changing and they keep growing. Some years they keep depleting this. I mean, how much of a challenge is this for entrepreneurs out there with regards to the different accountants that you guys have and the engagements with uh, these SMMEs? Yes, the beauty is that SARS has requested that we work as a body. So a month ago, we were having tax in Daba. So all the bodies that are regulated came together and were able to share challenges that we have as a professional body. And SARS was also able to share frustration that they may be having with us. So through those forums, we are able to articulate the challenges that our members are having with regard to SARS. And we are able to get the appropriate response or a commitment to make adjustment to make to make taxpayers more comfortable. So I think you know I think as as, as one of my parting shots, um, a question that I have is that I mean if I have an accountant and they are affiliated with you guys, if I feel like they are not offering me best practice or they are not, um, I feel like they're not. Uh, rendering a service to me that is on that level. Can, can I come complain to you guys? Certainly. Or? The whole idea of belonging to a body is to give recourse to the customer. So we get, we do get several complaints and we do deal with them appropriately, which may, which some of them would be ethical, some of them would be linked to competence and we ensure that members as well as customers' complaints are resolved timely. And then, I mean, you know, with with having organizations and having bodies, you normally do have a few strays. Do you guys have individuals that trade under the CYPA umbrella but have no affiliation or membership or any such thing? Well, it would not be CYPA, but it would be a professional body. Okay. So you can choose as, a, as an accountant to belong to a professional body that is not internationally accredited. But what's important is that a, a business owner that is discerning may want to know what it means. They may want to poke into the accreditation that he may be having. So if they are found wanting and they realize that they would not have recourse, should he not deliver, then they would only go to the bodies that are accredited. Nice. So, I mean, you know, talking about the tax endeavor, you guys have got a, an endeavor coming up, the finance endeavor. I mean, what is it about? Who are you guys targeting? What's going to be happening there? Yes, finance endeavor is an annual event. It's one of the biggest within the finance sector. So we have where we have all role players in the finance sector, where we are able to learn about the new technology, new trends, best practices, as well as an opportunity to network. So when you walk away from finance in Daba, you walk away better off being equipped either with new partners or new expertise that you can implement in your own environment. Sure. So, I mean, is this, is this, is it just open to finance practi- practitioner or can a layman like me just show up? A layman like you can show up. Then you can benefit and be persuaded 
in terms of the importance <laughs> of the role that uh, finance practitioners are playing. So I will also be presenting on Friday, and the fo- my focus would be around transformation of the profession. So I'll be sharing with the participants the program Achiever that we are partnering with uh, Facet CETA and sharing with them how they can contribute in the transformation of the profession. So hopefully, um, I'd like to, um, I don't know if it's called nepotism, but I'd like to put out there that I'm guaranteed tickets because I'm going to shake you up after the show. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, my man, Bongani, um, you know, how do you guarantee collection of um, your cash? Because, I mean, you know, money is something. I, 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 I can't imagine of the countless times I've borrowed people money, but till this day. The yeah. gentleman is Mohammed Bongani. Oh, <laughs> after a while, you see, it's, it's, a, it's a numbers thing with me in my head. After a while, sitting there with the accountant, and yesterday I had training on yeah. the, this new application we're using at the office. After four hours, I think after two hours of training and we had a four-hour session, I was already going crazy. Oh, Apologies for that. Okay. Mohammed Mama. Yeah. Uh, on our side, we have department for that. So if, let's say, your account get overdue, they handle that and they, they make arrangement with you. So I mean, you know, how 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 disputes that people can lodge with the bank. I mean, because I know that on 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 a few occasions, I've gone to the bank and re- reversed certain debits that I didn't even know about from certain suppliers. But do you have people going under false claim to their banks? So and and I mean, it is that. So my question, rather, is a loaded one. But what I want to ask is, is that happening? And if that is happening, how is it affecting you as a business owner and as a company? And how is it also affecting the guys that are going back to the bank and reversing these? I think how it's affecting the business because uh, it's not only affecting the microfinance, it's affecting the insurance company, all the company that's run debit orders. Because I think for me is that if a client knows he or she is taking a loan or maybe has whatever the account that has to pay on a monthly basis via debit order and goes to the bank and do it, dispute on that because the bank what they do is that at least i think the the logic way is that the bank need to contact the firm or whatever the the company is and confirm does this person has this this or that this person has signed with you guys this but i think the mistake that the bank does is that they just give you the the paper and then you just sign it and then they just do it they just don't confirm with anyone and i think the effect that it's affect the client because I know that when you do a dispute, you get whatever, your 1,000, 2,000 rand, you are happy. But that's money. You're not going to do anything with it, but you have ruined your record, actually. Because when you do a dispute, it's actually effect on your bank statement, and uh, it's going to affect you in a wrong run. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if it was up to you, how would you better regulate this particular process? I think for me, I would advise that... Before a client goes and do a dispute, dispute is fine because there's a lot of fraud. Yeah, they shouldn't take out dispute, but at least they should confirm. The bank should confirm with the company that they are going to take out the money because if you are taking out the money in my company without my consent, you are stealing. So mm. confirm with me first. Don't steal my money. Confirm and then I will tell whether this is it. At least if you are going to need a certain agreement, I'll email it to you. Then for you to just. Take out the money, somebody's money without their concern. So, I mean, I find that to be particularly interesting because I understand how, how on the one perspective, the bank is sort of protecting me as the consumer. But I don't I mean, think if they are protecting you. 
Okay, they are protecting okay. themselves and they are making a lot of money out of it. Okay, Minimum, they are making about close to 500 million on dispute. That's why it's going to be hard for them to actually accept what you're saying. They will just take it and they will motivate you to continue disputing. Hmm. So it's actually affecting you more and they are, they are benefiting out of you. So, I mean, whenever money is being pulled out of your account as a They're dispute, you. how does, oh, okay, there's a charge. Yes. So, uh, I'd like to engage you on the charge, but the second thing, um, is, here's another second loaded question, um, as my parting shot. Um, how does it now affect investor, I mean, an investor availability or because readiness in your company? You know, it's not only in my company, all the company that I think I know of is that if you're going to dispute the money that you're supposed to pay, the balance sheet is not going to balance anymore. You understand? You're going to go to overdue and then you're going to make arrangement that's, you know, it's everything will just be a mess. Yeah. Okay. And uh, thereafter, if it's getting risky in a way that if this continue, I think uh, international investors start pulling out because they know that South Africa as a country is a very risky country. How can the bank themselves allowing people and motivating them to go and dispute? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting dialogue. I, I think, think people like, should be responsible. I think I'd like us to have a much more in-depth because, I mean, that has a two-way effect yeah. um, on that. But, I mean, on the line we've got uh, Mr. Vickers. I hope I'm correct. Mr. Vickers from Debt Safe. How are you, sir? That's correct. How are you? How- how, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Could you just please uh, greet our listeners and tell us who you are and what you do? Yes. Afternoon to the listeners out there and your guests as well. Uh, afternoon. I'm from Data Counselor. Um, so we assist over indebted consumers um, in terms of the National Credit Act on, on a daily basis. Our line, our line, our line is not as good as we'd love for it to be. But I mean, you know, Wickers, uh, oh, I'm calling you Wickers. You know, Vickers, <laughs> I'm having one of those Wednesdays. You know, Vickers, tell me something. I mean, with regards to debt cancellation, I mean, how, how big of, of a problem do we have in terms of debt in this country? Well, for indebted consumers, about 40, 48% of credit active consumers find themselves in an over indebted position. And 24 million credit active consumers. So you can think that that's a huge number. And I, I always tell the people who find themselves in a tight spot like that, because uh, you're definitely not alone. You're not the only one. Yeah. And I mean, you know, um, how do you see finance houses as playing a role with regards to, you know, um, these individuals um, being over indebted? To financing, um, I think the National Credit Act amendments of last year. Um, addressed some of the affordability assessments and guidelines in place to assist microfinanciers and such to do more in-depth affordability assessments to just actually can afford. Because there's a thing that they call reckless lending, and no credit provider wants to be found guilty of, of reckless lending. Um, but the thing, I think, in the, in the first point, um, from the financier side, to educate consumers on how to manage their finances and how to... Um, Drop a budget before they take out that loan and then um, make sure that they can afford it in the first place. So, I mean, you know, I think, I think to laymen that are out there, I mean, a lot of individuals or friends that I've engaged with, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a notion that debt cancellation is debt cancellation. They think that if they come to you, their debts are going to be cancelled. Could you just <laughs> add some, some clarity and light with regards to debt cancellation? What is the process? What do you guys do? Yeah, it's actually, 
It's actually not debt cancellation. I think um, we would be very glad if we can cancel our debt. <laughs> <laughs> it's counseling uh, <laughs> and debt review. Um, so that's what we do. So, I mean, okay. So just a, yeah, yeah. So just as an as a, as a explanation of what debt review and debt counseling is, it's basically the same thing, but we refer to it as debt review. Um, there's a perception out there that counseling is only for, for crazy people, but it's, you know, we don't <laughs> need counseling. But it's a restructuring of their debt obligations to bring it in line with what they can afford and negotiate on their behalf with their credit providers um, just to make sure that that is of such an amount that the consumers still have enough funds available to live and also to be fair to the credit providers um, because we stand in the middle and we need to keep both um, of the parties' interests at heart. Yeah. So, Vickers, I mean, um, you know, I'd really love to engage you a little bit more, but the network is not being fair on us. I mean, I'd re- I'm really going to ask the guys, the team that I work with to communicate with you so that we can have you in studio because, I mean, you come with credible stuff. But, I mean, what are some of the important things or crucial things that you have in your heart with regards to um, debt management and debt consolation that you'd like our listeners to know about? Yeah, I think the, one of the biggest things is that when they when they think oh, they need to go for debt counseling or ask for assistance to manage their debt. But like I said earlier, there is consumers who are over-indebted. So you are not alone in your situation. Um, rather, speak to a professional, speak to a debt counselor to make some or other engagement with your credit providers. Because credit providers, like your, your guest also said earlier, they've got, got payment with your arrears accounts and if they can't get hold of you and if um, you don't pay them eventually they'll start litigating so as con- my advice to consumers is to r- don't wait act be proactive deal with your debt be uh, credit providers um, and then seek help before it's too late because if they start to litigate then it, it becomes difficult to rectify yeah. So no. Um. Thank. Thank you for that insight, Vickers. But I feel really deprived by the network because we're sitting here in the studio, but we're hearing you in dips and drips and drabs. Would really, really love the opportunity to host you in studio. And thank you for um engaging us on 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 the input that you were giving us uh right now. So we'll be in touch with you so that we can have you in studio. So I mean, Mr. Mohammed, sir, we're shutting it down. What are your you know? I mean, normally when we shut it down, we shut it down in style. 30, word, 30 seconds of inspiration to a young entrepreneur or any individual out there. Um, or maybe you could even send a straight message to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I think for people who are starting up with their business, uh, my 30 second will be that first you really need to decide whether this is what you want to do and you want to do it forever. Because if a lot of mistake people do, they start and then they stop and then they say, no, no, I want to start something else. Because the moment you stop and you start something else, you start, you go to step one again while you're in step three. So you rather continue the, the journey and not stopping. And you really have to love what you do. You don't do it for money. Money just come. What, are, what, what, what inspiration words can you get from an entrepreneur who came across the business, started with 1,500, they are hitting anything between 3.5 and 5 million, they're going to 10. That's a truly inspirational story. I mean, where can people find you? I think they can find me on my Facebook. Okay. It's Mohammed Makanda, or they can find, find me on, uh, uh, 
on our website, which is www.makandafinance.co.za, and our office line is 012-343-9511. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Bongani, uh, your parting shot, words of inspiration to accountants out there or SMMEs like me? Yeah, they need to understand that they can make it happen. So I'll uh, close with this quote, which says, the best gift in life is the life itself, and the second gift is the ability to choose the direction of our life. So let's embrace change. Let's surround ourselves with people that can help us to change. So before I put you off and before we shut it down, how do people get a hold of your organization or the finance in Daba that's going to be taking place? Finance in Daba, it may be late to register now, but it's taking place in a Sentin Convention Center tomorrow and Friday. And if you want to get hold of Saipa, you can go to www.saipa.co.za. You'll get all the details whether you want to be an employee that is accredited or you want to be a professional accountant. Thank you very much to uh, Mr. Vickers as well who joined us on the line. Thank you, Mohammed, for making time. Thank you Mr. for Mr. Bongani for coming through as well. My parting words to you is go out there, do something about your life. You're an entrepreneur, you're hungry, you're resilient, let nothing stand in your way and make sure that you always get things done. Thank you for joining us 360Biz. We wish you a great week. It's midweek, so make sure that you're pushing sales and you're pushing numbers because numbers don't lie and don't play with money. Remember, not math literacy, maths. <laughs> <laughs> 360biz on cliffcentral.com This is cliffcentral.com